0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. I am your co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. I am joined by my bestie and other co-host, Laurie Wallace. Hey, badasses. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Um, If you feel called or led, please share our episodes. I feel like the last one was... Freaking awesome and super shareable that of one, yeah. yeah, piggybacking off of that one a little bit today. Um so yeah, share with your family, friends, your, you know, collective group of people that you hang out with. Rate, like, review, go on Instagram, follow us, slide into our dms yep. please. Um, tell us what you wanna listen to and know and We are always open. So, Laurie, oh my God, we just celebrated a hundred episodes. Can you freaking believe it? I
1: cannot believe it.
0: Um, Yeah. So we did a little mini celebration of that when Mandy was here with us for our last episode, the Divine Feminine, which was so good, powerful episode, powerful, powerful episode. Um, But today it's just us, just us, and um, we are going to be talking about. Now that we've hit 100 episodes, just how our perspective has changed and how we've evolved.
1: It's Yikes. a lot of evolution right it's there, a, like... It's a lot of
0: evolution. You know, we just had breakfast this morning. And when we said, like, how much and what we've done in 15 months, which it feels like 500 months. Yeah. Um, but 15 months, Laurie. We have endured a pandemic, a worldwide virus, um, a healing journey, which is, uh, always ongoing. Right. We, we developed a business and a podcast yep. that we had no idea what the hell we were doing.
1: We both quit. We both, I quit my long term job. You quit job. your job. Yeah.
0: I closed that salon down. And then we both started our um, own and we businesses. we both started yeah. our own respective solo businesses. Right. Um, I've had been a mom. You inter- have traveled. We've both traveled. International retreat. Yes. We have an international retreat under our belt. Another one coming fast. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we. Countless <laughs> workshops. Countless workshops. We have developed new curriculum that is gaining traction which is really exciting.
1: Moving the beauty business in a direction where they're really honoring the energetic work that goes on between service providers and clients. Um,
0: yeah. Um, so when I think about how much that is in 15 months, I'm like, holy shit.
1: Wow. Look at us. And that was really, yeah. I mean, we're just looking at really 2020 and 2021 inside of that 15 months. Like we're six, oh, shit. eight months oh into my God. 2022. So God, how many? Well, technically our first episode was released on October 5th of 2020. So this October will be the two year anniversary of yes. the Badass Ladies Club.
0: Yeah. Okay. So guys, the reason why I said 15 months is because Laurie and I uh, just did our taxes this past weekend where our brains exploded. And so, yeah, we did October, 2020 through December,
1: 2021. That's why I said 15 months. And but just still, for the record, if you're interested a lot. in starting a business with your bestie and you're going to make money in this business and spend money because let's be real. We're really good at spending money. Um, it turns out that taxes get really complicated all of a sudden. Yes. And so, yeah, like uh, shout out. Shout out to Rosemary. Shout Mary. out to our uh obviously one of the original badass ladies club members, Rosemary yes. Lawbuck, Um, saving our freaking lives, teaching us how to keep up with our taxes how and how to bo- be keeping. adults. How to be grown-ups <laughs> that own businesses. Um so yeah, we're a little fried after yeah, our we are A little fried. Uh, long weekend, uh working through numbers and accounting, but I feel hella smart. <laughs>
0: I'm like, wow, I learned a
1: lot. And there's something that kind of legitimizes our business now that we filed a tax return for the business. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it feels,
0: and, hey, and if you're out there wondering, like, wait, it's August of 2022. We Why filed are an you, extension,
1: like, yeah. Mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Um, but also, it's like when we're selling workshops or tank tops or retreats, or whatever it is that we're selling. I'm kind of singularly focused on each cell, but looking at it as a whole and seeing oh, the you amount- Oh, you're talking about like on an Excel spreadsheet? On the spreadsheet yeah. and seeing all the money that we moved through our accounts and then quantifying that, right? Because there were, when we were going through and looking at, well, what was this money for? And what was this money for? There were like offerings that we did that I forgot about right right like workshops we had uh, the define your worth workshop I totally forgot about define your worth I forgot and it was freaking awesome and that that workshop when i thought back to it the women who came it was really powerful for all of us to do that work you know and that was 8 workshops ago you know and, and they're still with us today and they're still coming to retreats and they're still listening to the podcast and we still engage with them on the regular like yes. that we have created the community that we envisioned before it even started. And that it's doing a lot of good work and supporting people on their journey, which was the whole point. And it's like when you're doing it and you're in it, you don't realize that you're doing it and you're in it. But to look back on it like we did over this past weekend, like I'm just so proud of what Badass Ladies Club has become. Amen, sister. Yeah. It's it's really good. So yeah, today's episode really being about the lessons and the ways that we've changed over the last hundred weeks. Because, dude, (laughs) let me just tell you, putting out a podcast episode every week seemed not easy, but, like, I didn't realize it was going to... It's it's a lot of information, a lot of content.
0: A lot of content, a lot of brainstorming, like... And it takes a lot of energy to do this. Ah. You know, you sit there and think like, whatever, we'll just be talking and it'll be like any other day. No, it takes a lot of energy
1: to curate an episode. But um, we learned a lot. I learned a lot talking about, like when we come up with a topic or something that we want to talk about for an episode, I obviously feel like I grasp the information enough to be able to speak about it or we wouldn't be speaking about it. Right. But the process of... Speaking about it on a podcast, I learn it on a much deeper level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we would record things, especially like in those first 25 episodes, I would understand that the way I looked at something was maybe not the way I wanted to look at it. You know, like it taught me so much about, well, yeah, Laurie, you do look at boundaries that way. And maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, like, Perhaps you should grow around that. Or like, you know, forgiveness was such a big one for us. Like when we recorded the forgiveness, oh, forgiveness episode. Forgiveness was hard. Like when I would go back and listen to that, I'm like, yeah, you had a lot of work to do there, you know? And so I think it's so uh, cool that in the intention was to create a community and to support our healing journey and the healing journeys of other people. But just like as a person, I've learned so much about the kind of person I want to be in the process of being honest. Because what we wanted so much with Badass Ladies Club was not to have this like elitist, airy-fairy, oh, listen to how evolved I am on my healing journey. spiritually awakened. That it was more like, let me tell you the down and dirty and the gross (laughs) parts of me. So that way, if you encounter those things in yourself, that you understand that you're- You're not alone. You're not alone. And that we're all in this together and we're all doing the deep and dirty work, you know? Um, But that that inspired me. To be a better human, you know, and to, yeah, get out of my comfort zone a little bit more and learn to forgive more and learn to love more. And, um, and that was a not, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that's what I was signing on for when we started.
0: Uh, same. Well, mostly because when we started, we didn't know... We did not know, Lari. Oh, the
1: naivete! Like. We didn't
0: know. <laughs> we were just like, "Oh shit, we're going through a pandemic and we've completely lost our identities. Let's support each other in that and make a podcast." You know what, though? Back up. We didn't know,
1: but we did. I see. F- yeah, maybe like our intuition was like, uh, "Hello, I'm right here." Our souls <laughs> were like, "Actually, y'all need to get up in this a little bit because, you know, you and I went through so much." as friends and co-workers before we started the Badass Ladies Club. We've been through a fucking We went lot. through a lot. And that there was clearly something missing yes. in our experience, right? Yes. We were hitting walls yeah. everywhere we went. And we didn't really know what we needed. We just knew that what was happening was not what we wanted. And so Badass Ladies Club was kind of like the life raft That we were like, okay, so if we can't be in love and excited and passionate about what's going on, let's create something that we can be in love and excited and passionate about. Um, And the idea, I don't think I had any concept of like what it was going to cost to have a podcast at the level we wanted to have it. It's expensive. It's expensive. (laughs) Um, And I didn't, and I was maybe, if I had naivete, it was that I thought that, the simple act of just having a podcast would create income eventually to pay for it, which is not true. (laughs) Um, Not true. And that I didn't, that I was thinking this is just going to be like something fun that we do. And yeah, it could turn into um, income at some point in the future, but how it's evolved and how it supported us in creating our own solo businesses and then this joint business, you know, like together, you can never connect the dots forward. You can only look backwards and be like, okay, that's how that happened. You know, yeah. like I get it. And this is such a great example of that. Um, okay. So let's talk about learning. Like if we're talking about early, earlier episodes, one of the best episodes I think that we ever did that super resonates even today is the good girl, bad girl complex. Oh my
0: God. Get out of my head. <clears throat> yeah. Like that was the first one I was going to say. <laughs>
1: so, yes, it was good
0: girl, bad girl, because I fight that every day. Every day.
1: It's still prevalent. Every day I get dressed. Yeah. So what is your perspective today on a good girl, bad girl complex? Like, how do you think you've changed in how we look at that? Or have you not changed? Do you still feel the same way?
0: Well, I haven't listened to the episode in a really long time, but I remember how it felt. And the way I feel about good girl, bad girl today is that one, I'm a bad bitch. Mm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, there is no good and bad. It just is. And, um, that, I, it's kind of like what you and I were talking about on our road trip yesterday. It's like, I feel softer now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, I feel like I had a lot of masculine energy back then. Yeah. Um, and long before the podcast, but when we started out the podcast, I was still in a very like masculine uh, space, headspace and energetic wise. And I just feel a lot softer, a lot more compassionate. And I'm talking about for myself and my own um, self-worth and the way that I view myself yeah. um, that I'm like, good girl, bad girl is bullshit. It was ingrained in me. Don't get me sure. wrong. I like, I think that it's a completely real societal pressure. Um, but I don't use that language around my child anymore. Mm-mm. Um, which I used to when she was a baby a lot. Like, were you good today? Right. Be a good girl today. I'm like, of course you're good. Yeah. Because even when you're bad, you're good. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Great. Um. So I feel like I'm a lot easier now. I feel ease. I feel at ease with mm, myself so with yummy. the good girl, yeah. bad girl thing.
1: Yeah. What about you? I remember... I also haven't listened to it in a little bit. Um, (laughs) Maybe we should have done. Maybe we should have listened to it. But same. I remember how I felt, and the way that I felt was angry. Yeah, that we had to navigate that. Right. That we had to choose. Right. But the way that it kind of translates today is this whole concept that, like, you get to be an infinitely perfect divine being, and you get to be a messy gross human yeah that is flawed and you know like fumbling around trying to figure out what the existence is all about and that to me that's a lot like good girl bad girl like that you're not one or the other that you get to be both simultaneously and that resisting the divine is painful just like resisting being good or bad is painful sometimes you know Mm -hmm. and Shaming and hating on yourself for being a messy human is also painful, you know, like shaming you for being good or bad is painful, you know, and this like dark and light and the, you know, the silliness of not just accepting that you get to be all of the things. And so now and that it's all divinely perfect. Well, and now I look at that um, contradiction and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Where I think when we recorded Good Girl, Bad Girl, it just fucking pissed me off and made me mad, you know, that that was, and now I can scale out and be like, oh, that's so lovely, you know, that I can be a dirty human and I can be an infinite divine goddess all in the same five minutes. If that's, you know, like (laughs) what ends up happening. And that um, so much of that episode was about how we grew up. Uh Uh-huh. And that I want uh, inspire that and, um, support that in young ladies moving forward, you know, that it's okay to be both and you'll never not be able to be both, you know, like, um, and encourage that. So yeah, that was a big growth, I think, from that early episodes, like episode three or something, you right. know, it from... was way
0: in the beginning. And that was when we were, Mega planning episodes, like y'all, if you could see we us talk now, about that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so here's how it started. Laurie and I would make notes on our computers and we would email notes to each other. And we would like, almost script and plan like how the episode was going to go, what talking points and what we were going to do. Um today, there's still some general planning of like talking points. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. But not going to lie, there have been times where we have rolled in here and been like, shit, what are we talking about today? We talk about? Yeah. Okay. Well, this feels good. Let's talk about this. And I don't know if y'all can tell when we do that or not, but truly, I think those are some of our best episodes. I think like, that yeah. some of those, yeah, because we're channeling something, you know, and I feel like sometimes the universe is just speaking through us and we're just more comfortable. just comes out yeah. and we're just more comfortable.
1: The other episode that I just scrolled, I was like, I'm trying to remember like some, what some of those first 10 were. Uh, feelings are for feeling.
0: Glennon Doyle speaking to my soul. Yes.
1: God, I forgot that was an episode. It was an episode. So think back to feelings are for feeling and just that concept when we received yeah. it, okay? And how that felt to you.
0: It felt like a fucking train hit me. Like
1: a knife. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> because who wants to feel their feelings? I didn't. No. Same.
0: Feelings but were icky and today. Gross.
1: How do you feel about this concept of feelings are for feeling? I love feeling. Why? Because it's so freeing to
0: just accept that I'm a messy human and I show up anyway. And that and that's another Glennon Doyle quote, not exactly, but she says that. Um and that my feelings are sacred. Mm. And that, uh, that when I was shoving my feelings down, and this is making me a little emotional thinking about it, but like I was so shut off from feeling anything because of things that were going on in my life that I demonized everyone around me. And that now that I have a lot more compassion for myself and for others that maybe did me wrong, consciously, unconsciously, maybe in reality, maybe in my head, that I just, I feel like I have so much more compassion now that I can empathize and feel what others are feeling because i wasn't dropped in before yeah i wasn't i didn't know how to allow myself the space to do that and that feeling those things made me weak and not a good leader um that's yeah how how do you feel I feelings mean, are for feeling
1: But you're a cancer. You've always been a feeler, but... Well, I'm a cancer and I've always been a feeler. But especially when it related to like... Work. Leadership or working. uh, Yeah, that you shut that shit down. uh, Because there's no... No no room. No one will respect you. You won't get anywhere if you show the feel. You know, like I had this really preconceived notion about what it meant to show your feelings in a business respect. Well,
0: and we were in an environment, and not that I think that this is... 100% One hundred percent a terrible practice as a service provider, because it's not about us behind the chair. But we were in an environment where it was one million percent. You leave your shit at the door. Yeah, your drop shit it at doesn't the door. matter
1: here. That was a foundation of what yes. we did. Yeah, like I don't want to hear your problems here. This is not like where it's you going. don't
0: have once once you walk through the door, your problems don't exist anymore. Right. When like.
1: It, anyway sorry so if you i was talk, expecting but... that from others then i had to emulate that you yeah. know like for sure but i think the biggest difference today is that today and when i think about feelings or for feelings like you said i i feel a lot but i focus mainly on the feelings that we think are like quote unquote not good yeah so when i have a feeling now of like jealousy or i have a feeling now of I feel triggered or I feel upset by something that like somebody else has done to me or whatever. Like when we recorded it originally, I didn't want to feel those things, but I knew I was learning that I needed to. And at the time I thought I just needed to feel them so I could let them go. Like, so, okay, fine. I'll have to feel the hard feeling and then I can just let it go and it'll be over. And today I'm like, okay, so when something triggers me, I immediately move into it with curiosity instead of like, oh God, I feel like this. this I got to do this and get it over with. Like now I'm like, interesting. Why did that bother me? Like, what's this bringing up for me? You know? And really. It's a growth. It is. And that I'm not like before I was almost irritated that I had the quote unquote bad feeling because it meant that I wasn't an evolved person, you know, or that I'm so shallow, or why, why do I compare? Why am I jealous? Or why is that going on? Where today I'm like, okay, Laurie, let's dig into this a little bit, you know, like, let's figure out what this feeling's about. Where did it come from? Why is it making me feel that way? And it's almost like exciting, if that makes sense, to notice the things that are upsetting for me sometimes, because then I can really unpack why I'm upset. And if that doesn't ever happen, then you're not growing. Yeah. You know? And so and you're just bottling it up and
0: it just sits there in your body. Yeah. And you're like, well, what the fuck do I do with
1: this? You well, know? And like some people don't bottle it. Some people are just like, oh, that feels gross. And then they let it go and they never come back to it. But I what I think at that it always sits there is that I. Even unconsciously. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think some people are really disconnected from <laughs> their emotions. Like, in, and I also like processing. Like processing is something that is uh, really fascinating for me. But like I told you the other day, we obviously won't name names, that there was this thing that kept happening with a friend of mine that every time she would do this thing, it was like making me mad, you know? Even though I know her and I love her and I know that it's really not her intention to make me mad or to trigger me in that way. And that it just, years back, that that would have made me distance myself from this person. It would have made me not want to spend time with them or around them because it didn't feel good. But today, it's not really about her. Today, it's about me and why is it that that is making me feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess this is what it's coming down to. I take a lot more ownership and responsibility for my feelings now than I did when we record Feelings are for feelings and instead of it being about what somebody did to me that made me feel that way i'm like hmm, why do how you how is feel this that happening way? for me right and what is this teaching me yeah how can i move into this and grow and expand from this uncomfortable feeling um and that that's the good stuff not the bad stuff
0: i one million percent agree yeah
1: i love it um Boundaries was a big one. And we've even recorded a boundaries 2.0. Um, but I think boundaries get stronger and more intense by the day uh, for this girl. Um, yeah, for sure. God,
0: boundaries, boundaries was a big one. And boundaries is whoosh, like an ever-evolving thing with me. And with many different people, because boundaries are different for different people in your life. Yeah. Um and Having enough love for yourself to say, I can be kind, caring, compassionate, and tender and have boundaries Mm -hmm. is really, really hard sometimes. Um, For me, at least. I mean, speaking from personal experience, like, because sometimes when I have boundaries, I feel ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you feel ridiculous
1: with your boundaries
0: sometimes? Not anymore.
1: I, I look at them as honoring myself. And so even if, cause sometimes I'll set a boundary and then I, and then whoever it is I'm setting it with will honor it. And then all of a sudden it's not so important to me anymore. (laughs) You know, like that, I think I've established enough boundaries where I'm like, okay, I did that and I'm glad I have it. But it's like a non-issue all of a sudden, you know? Um, But I, same to the feelings though if I'm feel strongly enough about it that I feel like I need to set a boundary, then it's okay. Even if it is ridiculous, you know, like, um, so yeah, I'll tell you what's the biggest difference for boundaries. I think for me anyway, is not boundaries I'm setting with other people, but boundaries I'm setting for myself. Like again, it comes back to me because a lot of times when I feel like I'm overdoing being taken advantage of, not don't have the healthy boundaries. It's not because anybody else is doing it. It's because I have overcommitted or I'm overdoing. Right. You accept what you tolerate. So that's And it was also a boundary that I had already said, I'm not going to do that. And then I would go ahead and do it anyway, you know, that I was like, oh, I'm the one that's crossing my own boundary for whatever excuse it is that I thought that that was so important. And why am I not honoring my own boundary, you know? Um, So, yeah, I had to I'm still working on being more, um, yeah, diligent about setting my own boundaries.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, it's like feeling like I have to have, like I have to validate my own reasoning Mm -hmm. and then it has to be a good reason, which goes back to like, good girl, bad girl. Is there really good or bad? Like, whatever. It's just a boundary. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't matter why. What matters is that it
1: exists. Sure. And I'm working through something, you know? Um, I love myself so much more now (laughs) than I did when we first started this whole thing. Like, um, which changes things, you know? Like, it makes some things more important and other things way less important. Um, And we have talked a little bit about, you know, we just did this whole episode on the divine feminine. And we've had episodes on masculine and feminine sides. But Badass Ladies Club was kind of like us beginning to break out of operating out of the masculine so much all of the time because you and I have, still have, but like at the time that we started this podcast, really strong masculine influences in how we operated, not just in business, but like in daily life, you know, Mm -hmm. and that we've, I guess, called in so many teachers and influences and inspirations over the last couple of years that have helped us, like you said, soften, uh, embrace the more feminine aspects of how you do life and business and work, how to be more compassionate and patient with yourself, Mm -hmm. how to trust the divine timing and letting life kind of unfold in front of you instead of like going balls to the wall, all in and forcing things to happen, you know? Right. And sacrificing your
0: physical health, your mental health, time with your family. It doesn't have to be that way. Right.
1: And even though we knew that, like there's a difference between knowledge and knowing, you know, and early on, I think we understood those things. But we weren't practicing those things. Right. But we went ahead and did it anyway. Right. <laughs> and that the Because self, who else was going to? Yeah. The self-judgment is real, you know? Yeah. And I think I just mentioned it a few episodes, but we talked about it yesterday, that I was looking back over the year at my last birthday, and a friend was, like, trying to point out to me, like, all the awesome things that had happened over the last year and I couldn't even hear it, man. I was just like, yeah, but this didn't go. Yeah. But when you'd bring up this and I'd be like, yeah, but you know, what wasn't good about that is this. And like that it was so hard for me to be grateful and happy about all of the amazing things that have gone on over the last year of my life. Cause I was so quick to be critical of why they weren't what I thought they should be. And that whole idea of should you know, and that I can look at other people's experiences. Like if we were looking over your last year and all I'll see is all the amazing, wonderful things that you've done. But when you look at your own experience, like how hard is it for you You to honor yourself, you know, and be like, yes, look at all the amazing shit that I did, you know, and way to go me. And that that is a, uh, moving into a more feminine aspect of, Celebration and feeling and knowing and allowing and trusting, you know, like that this is the biggest shift, I think, in the kinds of episodes that we do, the kind of stuff we're talking about, the things that we learn about, the things we're teaching, you know, like it all comes from that balance of the masculine and feminine. Cause you can go too far the other way, mm-hmm. you know, like there are a lot of people that only focus on that and go out of business, <laughs> you know, like, and that aren't focused on things that are um more masculine i guess in business and life yeah. are there any other episodes early on that stand out to you that you have a really different oh my gosh outlook on
0: i'm afraid if i open my um thing here hold on oh, okay it didn't play i was like you're about to hear our intro music you're going to hear it um let me scroll back here <laughs>
1: Foster.
0: Oh, codependency.
1: Oh, yeah. That was
0: a big one for me. Yeah. Um, Mostly because mm, I feel like kind of an imposter with the codependency thing sometimes because I'm such an adamant preacher about breaking your codependency chain. Right. And... I have found myself so many times doing the exact same shit that we were like, no, never again. Um, and here I am stumbling again, getting myself back up, yeah.
1: you know, and, but that's part of the journey, right? I mean. I think sometimes we underestimate, like, how long it took us to get it to the place that we were yeah. in. And we think we should just automatically snap out of it. You know, right. like, it's going to take a minute to move yeah. back out. Codependency was a big one. Um, And we've definitely talked about this, I know. Like, that sometimes when you talk about codependency, you're talking about with mates or spouses or with work, you know, with bosses and these kinds of things. Um, But we confronted a lot of codependency with each other Yeah, since we started this podcast, you yeah. know, where we were business partners and we were friends and we were kind of like in it together. And it was kind of like us against the world for a little while. And that that is also, I think if we hadn't been doing so much of this work, it would have been a lot easier to fall victim to that. And instead, us learning that we can be a united front, but also be autonomous. (laughs) Right. You know, like that you can't, you have to have both. Um, because it can't always be you against the world, you know, like in partnerships, and that codependency rears its head in all relationships at one point or the other. And you either choose to step into that or you choose to change and evolve things so that doesn't become a liability,
0: yeah. And, you know, we were lightly talking, well, not lightly, but mm-hmm. I mean, we were vaguely talking about that yesterday, um. To catch everyone up. Laurie and I had a really long conversation yesterday about how it's hard for me to shift from being Laurie's employee mm. and viewing you as my leader to business partner Yeah, and how sometimes I feel like the little sister in the shadows, mm-hmm. you know, trying to copy everything you do. And I'm like, hold on.
1: Not necessary. Right. Yeah.
0: And Laurie doesn't put that on me. It's like this shit that I put on myself that, and it's not even that I want to do everything that you're doing. It's that I'm comparing my journey to yeah. yours. And well, what's my role? What's my place? And, you know, Laurie and I lead two very different lifestyles. So true. Um, and that I feel like I have a hard time sometimes giving myself space that, like, you know what, Jessica, like. You have a six-year-old, you know, like that changes things.
1: Everything. You know,
0: um, you also run, you know, a business of 200 clients. Mm -hmm. That changes things. All the things, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I have a lot of codependency with Laurie, but I feel like our codependency journey has shifted so So tremendously. Well, but I
1: think it's because, like I said, we've been doing this work enough that we can recognize when it's not... When it doesn't feel right. I call myself out and I'm like, Jessica, you're doing it again. Oh my God. But this comparison thing is real though because you and I do it in different ways. Um, And I don't know if I've ever said this directly to you. I feel like maybe I've said it directly to Mandy before. (laughs) That there is something to be said for getting into the visual aspect of what we've done with this business. Like there's been lots of photo shoots, lots of video podcasts, lots of things where we're being seen. And that doing that with someone who's nearly 10 years younger than you are, and that aesthetically we have different looks about us, that it's, you compare yourself, like women compare yourselves to each other, right? So you and I look, you know, we've got different skin tones, different hair colors, totally different body shapes, you know? Had, especially in the beginning of Badass Ladies Club, very similar uh, style Mm -hmm. and aesthetic, right? And that over the course of these few years, I am embracing like where I'm at in my life so much that it's changing that visual aesthetic for me so much. And that, I mean, like, I still want to look great. And I still, like I said, I love myself so much more on a holistic level that it's changing the way I look. Right, but you're dressing for yourself. You're not dressing for the world anymore. right? And that that, but that's also bumps up so much against what it means to look a certain way when we are on social media or when we're on camera somewhere. And that that takes a lot of strength to not constantly compare myself, you know, and to feel, and then, you know, we also get into this whole concept of like, Nowadays, even just body shapes and body sizes. And when we had Julie Murphy on the show, you know, and we were talking about Ooh, the was difference, yeah, between being like straight sized and plus sized and that in a lot of circles, I'm plus sized, but I'm not really plus sized, you know? Right. Like, because there's different varying levels. I'm not discriminated against because of my size. Yeah. Even though I fit in a plus size category, you know? Whereas Julie is discriminated against a lot of times because of her size. And so this idea of like identity being accepted, looking the way that I feel like I should look if I'm going to represent like our company and brand meant something very different to me when we did our first 20, 25 episodes. Whereas today, I'm so much more focused on the contribution that I'm making on every other front aside from how I look. Yeah. And that that changes things. But it is a huge growing experience to be in your mid-40s and be like, okay, so I came from this beauty industry where everything was about looks and how we perceived things and like struggling with things like weight and age and that that changes the way that you look. And I'm not unique. Like lots of women go through this, but they're also not on camera with a infinitely beautiful 10 year younger than them, you know, lady that you don't struggle with weight like I do, you know, like your struggles are different in other ways. They're no less real, valuable and important, but it still creates the comparison, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: and that that comparison is toxic to this conversation of I love myself more. Yeah. You know, and I accept myself more and that we never see ourselves the way other people see us. No, you know, and we've talked a lot about. I wish that you could see yourself the way I see you, you know, and that seeing your own beauty has so much more to do with like s- less to do with skin deep type things and being comfortable in your own skin, and that has been a huge process through Shit. Badass Ladies Club. You
0: know, we have to. S- it's twelve oh nine. I don't I know how much more time we have, but because I mean, we have it. a Zoom meeting at twelve yeah, thirty. Totally, but um. It's so funny that you're talking about that because the episode that we recorded after codependency was our port wine stains and
1: albino jokes. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where we did no makeup for the. Yeah. Right.
0: Which was a really vulnerable place for me to be because talk about comparison. Mm -hmm. I compare myself to every fucking buddy. Like, it's hard for me to freaking. I mean, I watch them anyway because I love makeup, but. It's so hard for me to watch these beauty influencers. Mm-hmm. I want to give them such a huge lesson. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this tinted moisturizer doesn't cover the redness on my face. I'm like, you're so cute. Yeah. You're so fucking cute. Yeah. Let me teach you what coverage looks like. Like,
1: <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna get into this. Like,
0: um, you know, oh God. Yeah, that it's yeah, when we talked about your blonde hair, mm-hmm. blonde eyebrows, mm-hmm. blonde eyelashes and pale pale skin and that me that we just grew up looking different. Yeah. And that that episode was really vulnerable because we did that barefaced.
1: And it was like episode 8 or something. Like it what was really rethinking. We I think that we were just like trying to put it all out there. I mean, work and and yeah rightfully so like but i guess what's so interesting though is like it doesn't matter who you are or what you look like you have insecurities and when you work alongside other people closely you're comparing yourself to them and they're comparing themselves to you you know and that it's all um it's all okay yeah like you're you look the way you look for a reason you know like
0: you well and you know we have those uh jumpers those rompers our, our Costa Rica rompers we yeah we bought in Costa Rica y'all you don't how you don't know like how many times i've been like Laurie, that looks so good on you" like oh. i wear mine and mine looks stupid and you know
1: yeah um which because different body types Well, or when we wore the sequin pants in our photo shoot, I was like, oh, my God, because they were both yours. And I was like, I'm not going to fit into those. And you were like, no, they're so stretchy. And I was like, there is no way that I'm going to fit into them. And somehow they fit. Yeah, they they obviously looked a lot different on us. You know, like, it's just so fascinating to me that... There's our concept, like you would have never gotten me to think in a million years (laughs) I would have fit into a pair of your pants, you know? (laughs) Um, but they did and they were hot, you know. Like it was so I just think it's so interesting. Um that I'm comparing myself to not fitting in your sequin pants, but like you're talking about our huge oversized rompers, you know, (laughs) you're like, it looks so good on you that and that's what I mean. Like my insecurity is no less, you know, or more than your insecurity, and that. There's plenty of people that look at me and are like, God, I would give anything to have boobs and ass like you do, you know? Seriously,
0: I just complimented you on your boobs today. You look They're incredible. are magnificent. But <laughs> Great. I'm
1: just saying, like, do you know how much I've hated on my boobs and my ass my whole life because they were in the way, clothes didn't fit, you know, like, so whatever it is about you, somebody else is like, God, I'd give anything to whatever, have. You whatever, know? you're so hot. Thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty hot nowadays. Um... Guys, we could rattle on all day about the things that um, we've learned over these two, almost two years and 100 plus episodes. But the bottom line is, um, if you feel called, if you feel the nudge to create something, to make something, to bet on yourself, to take a chance, go for it. Do it. Mess it up. Learn the hard lessons. Get it sloppy. Do it with love. Yes. And magic comes out of you moving into those nudges. Um, magic is everywhere. Yeah. The Badass Ladies Club is a uh, proof positive to that. We love you guys. Have an awesome week. And we'll talk next Monday.